What is up, folks? This is B&A Panorama. I'm your host, Adam Heupel, joined by Brandon Steinhauer. That was the dial-up you just heard, and that was a pretty intense noise. I remember the first time that you heard that noise, you were you were upset. <laughs> I, well, I, I wasn't upset. I listened to it, and I was like, God, oh, that's really jarring to the ears, and I really wasn't a big fan of listening to it. And you asked me it's what... It's important, though. It Very important. You asked me, though, what sound is this? Like, what, what is this from? And I go... I don't know, a fax machine? And you laughed at me and made fun of me for being well, yes. uncultured, you know, as it goes with you. And, you know, then you cultured me on the dial-up of the internet. Wow. Yeah. I made you more aware of society. The history <laughs> of technology more so. Like That's just true. You kind of, that is society now, is it not? That is society. We live in a society. <laughs> we live in a world we where... We live in a world where... <laughs> this injustice will not stand. <laughs> That wow. internet sound, though, like from there to now jump 2020 to Wi-Fi is an insane jump. And there's no cable. There's no sound. It's instant connection. You're connected to just about everything you can imagine in the world. Yeah, I just had a conversation today with a family member of mine, and they were telling me about how when they were my age back in, you know, 1970s or something like that, 1960s or something like that, they were saying how... They went over to someone's house to watch HBO on brand new cable TV, and there was four channels. And now you can watch literally any show on any streaming platform whatsoever. And he he was telling me about how there was no phones yet, there was no online schooling, there was no computers, nothing. It was just cable TV with like boom boxes and stuff still out, you know. Instant access to everything now, though, and it's crazy because look at social media, for example. For and actually follow our pages. They're B A Panorama Pod. That's BA Panorama Pod, one word. Can I get the plug in two yes, minutes in? Yes, of course, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Besides the point, all right. <laughs> but social media is insane because, for example, Snapchat, it seems to be a lot of people in their 20s or teens, it's like their main form of communication. Or And think about how much that's changed in the last 20 years. You used to have to connect to the dial-up and... <laughs> Hey, <laughs> try to email a girl, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and now <laughs> Took it's... Took three hours to connect. Now you just search up a little username and send a what's up right now to Now when them. Snapchat goes down, it's literally the end. You go on yeah. Twitter and it's a war zone. Looks like World War Two. Have you ever had it where you're snapping someone and it doesn't send? So you text them instead and go, hey, my snap isn't working. <laughs> That's such a weird parrot. Like, why wouldn't you just text them in the first place then? It's just a... That is true. Such a novel new thing, though, that I... It's just kind of become the new normal, which... You know, I'm not knocking Snapchat, but do you remember um, the first time you met like made your Snapchat account? Like, how old were you? I don't oh, even remember. I was in seventh grade. My my uh, username is actually really cringy, <laughs> so it's pretty funny. I'm pretty blessed to not have made a really cringy one. I just yeah. did my name, some numbers, call it good. Yeah. Really blessed that I didn't do like big baller branded <laughs> or something like that. Like, you know, sixth grade me thinking I'm. Well, the what is top your, shot? Yeah, you do have an old Instagram account out there somewhere called Rebel Steinhauer. <laughs> uh, Freight Train is what it was. Oh, there you it go. Was see. Back when some people called me Freight Train, and I was like, oh, I'll make a, <laughs> you know, make my Instagram that name. I got Are logged you the out train? of it. I guess I am still. Yeah, there's still a piece of memory out there that says I am. Never touch this man's quarterback because he will throw hands. This is true. Guy <laughs> will be looking out. Guy be looking out for the pretty boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny actually because speaking of internet and streaming services, like for example HBO Max, I was able to watch Hard Knocks, and like it's just like instant. Like you can just get the season, you can binge it all if you want. You can watch it week by week. Do you wait to binge or do you watch week by week if you're going to 
if I'm given the option to, like which one would I prefer? Yeah. I it's tough. Sometimes I'm in the mood to watch like three episodes and then save it for later. But there's some where I just want to get it all over with because I cannot wait. But it, there is something a little bit novel about if it's such a big event like Game of Thrones, for example. When that comes out week by week, there's always like a week where people on the internet are speculating about what's going to happen next. Or they're talking about what happened in the last show. You kind of get to um, take it in a little bit more and sit on it and think about what happened before you see the next episode. Which to a point, I kind of like a little bit better. But getting that instant access, what's so better than what's better than binge watching something, eight hours straight of just watching your favorite show, and then you're just feel you know like a lazy pile for the rest of the day, <laughs> even the week. I would like, have a headache from staring at the screen that long. Maybe not eight hours straight, but you're <laughs> as long as if you can get eight hours of show in one day, I'll count that as binging. That's, That's a third of a day. Yeah, literally yeah. wake up, eat, and then you just watch TV for the whole day. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot, but. I kind of do enjoy watching shows like Binge Watch style, but either way, I guess, it doesn't really matter to me. No. Honestly, the biggest thing from technology in general, I think, is the instant access of everybody being connected, but yet feeling disconnected. Can I ask how many Instagram followers you have? <laughs> like, just a genuine question, like, to uh, make a point here. Not, I'm not trying to roast you, like... <laughs> You only got hey, 10 yo, followers? How no, many Instagram it. followers? Exactly. No, um, I think like, seven, I don't know, 700 something. I don't really look too often because well, I don't care. Really. Yeah, I, and I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not saying you have to know or care about it. No, but I think. <laughs> any, mean, you have Steinhauer. I think I have like a thousand or something. Whoa, oh, I'm a hot, I'm a big guy now. I've got a thousand. Any, you know, what are but you? I'm getting at yeah. is how many of those people have you talked to that are your followers, how many of those people have you like had a conversation with over the last month? I, I think the statistic is actually like less than a half percent. Is you yeah. like a one percent typically is one to two percent is like you're gonna be your interaction with your overall friends list. I think that's why people are feeling more disconnected, but like artificially connected, because you can see someone else's life on the internet however much you want you can go back look up their profile and go oh i know this person but you might not be interacting with them or talking to them which makes you disconnected from that person but still connected to the idea of i know that person without actually having to continue knowing them you ever met somebody where you see their social media presence but you don't know them but you've kind of followed them throughout the years and you're like i know that person but i really don't know that person because i've actually never said a word to them <laughs> it's uh I feel like I ended up doing that a lot with other athletes in the area that are kind of popular. Like, yeah. they may, they're pretty good athletes, and they maybe go to another school in the area. I never talk to them or see them, but, or I do see them, I suppose, but I never, like, I'm have talked to them. they don't talk to you. You have a 1,000 followers on Instagram. I know. <laughs> why, why am I not given a crown right now, red carpet rolled somebody for kings, wherever I somebody go? Somebody King Steinhauer. Yeah, I don't know you what's going on. You dropped your crown on the floor here. Let me pick it up for you. I don't know what's going on right now. I have a 1,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. That's so weird that people think, Oh, well, who are you? I have 5,000 or 10,000 Instagram followers. Who are you? You're irrelevant. Yeah. What? Why does why does internet clout like even matter to people? Like it's such a because weird Because everybody era. I, I always think people care about what others think. Everybody does. Everybody seeks approval of others in whatever group it is. They do. I think. The but the vast majority. I I would agree with you. I think Everyone cares to a certain extent of what people think of I them. I think a lot of people wish they didn't care, but I think almost everybody, everybody does. Everybody cares. I feel like there's two different types of people. Okay. 
maybe even three I would say here. There's those that go out of their way to make sure everyone likes them. There's the other group of people who don't really care if people like them, but they'll protect their image. Like if someone's saying slander about them or, you know, something about them is going around, they'll go out of their way to be like, hey, this isn't me. I'm going to kind of show you who I am. They'll and not defend themselves. Defending themselves. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing at all. And then there's the third group of people who literally could not care less about anything said about them. And those are very rare because most people don't like lies being told about them or rumors, I guess. But not that that's like a huge issue, I would say. Some people but just stay to themselves. Yeah. yeah. And that's there's nothing wrong with that because, honestly, there is a nice little kind of moment to be had of not having to worry about your face or name or anything well being put i think on the those people rarely have social media presence at all though so like they don't even they're not even really talked about exactly and there is something nice about that feeling there like is being yeah. disconnected from all those people that might be negative and you can kind of just focus on yourself and focus on other things everybody wants to be a rock star <laughs> and social media just feels like the closest thing to it yeah it's uh I'll bring this up again to you. The Bo Burnham, he's a comedian artist and he does a stand-up special on Netflix and he says, he's talking about social media and ends up saying how the internet and social media has become like a competition between people, mm-hmm. which I honestly think is a perfect analogy because everyone cares about how people see them, but they want more people to see them than see you. Like followers and likes, they want more people to see them than they see you. It's like a competition almost without there being any rewards. Besides, I guess, if you get popular enough, like be a pop star, you can monetize it. But really, if you have like a thousand more followers than someone on Instagram just because you're, you know, quote unquote popular or whatever, there's really nothing to gain from that. Like, what are you going to gain? What are you going to gain? gain What would you gain from it? (laughs) From having that and then using it as like a, as leverage on someone else that it doesn't mean anything realistically besides how other people view you well i feel like there's another big perspective that we're kind of missing here too well not necessarily perspective but almost science every time you go on facebook or instagram and scroll it's specifically meant to like release dopamine and serotonin and all those feel-good chemicals almost like well as it's compared to cocaine it's more addictive than cocaine because it's a quick hitter Within like 20 minutes or like you know because like you post something you get a bunch of likes what do you feel good for not 20 minutes, what? An hour, two hours? Yeah. The first flood. Whatever, yeah. I won't lie. When I post a photo, it is kind of nice seeing people like it because you're like, oh, people saw But it's what like they I really don't, share. a lot of people really don't like it almost. It doesn't, it's they, not. It's a courtesy. It is it's a like, courtesy, but you know, it's like so shallow. That's what I do. I, I, I courtesy like <laughs> is what I call it. If I see someone I know, but I don't really know what they're posting about or I don't really care, I guess, I'll still leave a like because I know that person and I'm like, you feel, you know, you know me, so you'd like mine. It's really shallow. It, it doesn't really mean anything to me. But there, I feel like there are people who, you know, get that those likes, and it means a lot to them. They're like, wow, I feel really nice about myself that people are liking this. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you need to make sure you don't get absorbed by it. I don't know if this happened. Myself, per se. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if this has happened to you, but from my personal experience... It seems like I've went through like a phase where I was just consumed by social media. It was specifically more the beginning stages, I would say, where it, and like medium, where I was just constantly on it all day, and it was just like consuming me. And then I, I've kind of went through the stage where I just like I really limit my time, like five to ten minutes maybe on Instagram and you know whatever. I don't know if that's happened to you or not, or if that's just kind of. I think you did tell me you were trying to limit social media at one point. 
right. or like not eliminate, but I should say reduce. Yeah. Reduce your use. Right now, I'm kind of doing that. It's tough when you're, you know, trying Especially to... Especially locked up right now during coronavirus. It's really tough to not just wake up and use your phone for most of the day. Well, it's like, but you I, get bored. But I do it anyways, because yeah. what else am I going to do, you know? But I, I did go through That's a, what you think anyways. It's like, what else do I want to do? But it's like, there, was, there wasn't smartphones even 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, there wasn't touch phones, you know what I mean? It's just like... It wasn't that long ago. See, like, for us, though, like our personal experience, we I guess, we were raised with it, so we're kind of used to it. But when we were like nine years old waking up, we had so much creativity that we just like found a way to entertain ourselves as kids without needing that. I and, was still of, well, this is going to sound like the back in my day, but. Yeah. <laughs> back in my day, I had to walk uphill both I do, ways I school. do actually remember playing baseball in the yard, and there was a little street light, and whenever that came on, it was time to go inside. So. Like, I see all these older people almost ripping on a generation raised on the internet. And I think a lot of it isn't people's faults. And I also think people our age did experience a little bit of that. They do know, like, in my childhood, where I could remember, there are kids being born right now that will never, never know what that was even like. I don't, they won't even be able to fathom, like, we can't fathom what it would be like without internet connection. So. It's just... I feel like there's going to be a loss of creativity in the future as a consequence. I don't know. I think technology almost creates more of a innovation and creativity. Look at the percentage that it's, you know what I mean? Maybe not creativity, I should say, but from my experience of as a Maybe kid, my imagination. Yes, yes. My imagination was wild. I would I read a lot as a kid and I still enjoy reading every now and then. Obviously not as much. Now I have to read math and textbooks at school yeah. and stuff, but it's just you kind of when I, you'd play games in the yard or you'd be doing something, you make up a whole entire, mm -hmm. like, imagination and, like, scenario and you kind of imagine what it would look like and there's a crowd watching you or, you know, you've got a giant bat and you're about to hit a home run, something crazy. Like, you imagine all that. And that's kind of what kept us feeling. Now I think that there's going to be a big kind of mo movement where kids don't do that and they go watch something else that they don't have to imagine because someone's already putting it out there for them to watch which is not necessarily a scary thing, but I think there is something to be known. Like, I'm, I, my, I myself am going to kind of limit my kids' tech use as a kid because there's a lot of things they can do accidentally on the internet that would harm their future for sure. Oh, yeah, like you could post something or do, yeah. There's so much stuff. Uh, it's scary. I'm so afraid that one kid or something – I mean, look at the NFL, for example. One kid, an NFL QB gets drafted. Someone goes back to when they're 10 yeah. years old. When we were – you know, about that same age. They and were two, when, three like, years older. That's when it was older. first introduced, so there wasn't really consequences seen from it yet. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, there's always consequences to something, which we're starting to see with that. But realistically, you know, you post something when you're, like, 12 years old. You go to the NFL, and you're about to be drafted as a QB, first overall. Someone looks back 10 or, like, 15, 10 to, like, 14 years after, and they go, look what you posted. You've been a very naughty boy since then, you know what I mean? Santa and you're Claus like, is giving you coal, I think. Yeah, and you're like, I've grown out of that. Like, I'm 20. You're a different person. You're a whole different person. Holding someone accountable for one action they made back in the day, like, not necessarily like an action, but saying kind of a bad out-of-taste joke maybe on the internet, I don't think that warrants ruining someone's career over. I mean, obviously, like, there is consequences to, like, actions. Like, if you murdered someone 10 years ago, you know, you're going to be locked up regardless, but... How about if you pulled the fire alarm during a fire drill in middle school? No comment. <laughs> Why you gotta be bringing that up right now, man? Come on now. 
trying to expose me. Hey, I pulled one, all right. It was the fire alarm was already going off. It was a fire drill. I was right next to it. What did you want me to do? Not press it, not pull the little thing. I barely put pressure on it to see what it was like. It fell over, and there's a mechanism that makes it so you can't push it back up. I almost got, you know, in school suspension for a little bit. He let me off the hook because I was, you know, a very soft young kid who your intentions weren't malicious they weren't were, yeah i was just curious like yeah. a cat i was just like you know a cat and it's kind of messing around yeah. with the glass on the table curiosity killed the cat though you didn't it, get killed fortunately but fortunately for me you yeah. kind of get curious like oh i wonder what this does boop and you're like oh no but isn't that sort of what the internet is now yeah really you get curious and you do one thing you don't know what could happen nowadays if like swatting and stuff like that that's scary stuff you say one wrong thing to someone on the internet, call them, uh, you know... Trolling. You, you troll. You troll someone, and you're like, oh, you suck at this video game. Next thing you know, some dude's like, I'm sending the SWAT to your house to shoot. Like, <laughs> And people have died. And people this. have I mean, died. This is documented. It's, like, it's like, not facts. like, like you know, we're kind of joking about it, but, like, this is scary because, you know, people have actually died from this, and that's kind of what I'm afraid of for my own kids when they grow up, because who knows how easy it'll be to get someone's information for their house on the internet, and then... Send it to the police saying they have a bomb or a hostage situation. and The government has all of that information, I think, anyways. Like, I'm, all yeah. of it, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, the government probably does, but I'm saying um, civilians access to it more. I gotcha, so yeah. I think be. that already happens. There's hackers, there's all kinds of uh, hackers that aren't through the government. Or, like, you could go into a coffee place, and they always say it's the people that you don't suspect. So somebody just sitting in the corner looking like they're doing homework or something... What they're really doing is like hacking into the Wi-Fi, going right to your router. Personal if you're info. on your bank account, boom, they got access to it right away. Yeah, uh, internet security is a scary thing. Without it, there's a lot of trouble that can be caused by one person. I don't think you can cause any more issues in this world than on the internet right now. Well, what's interesting is it's all about perspective. You know, we all have to understand that these kids that are being that are born right now are like in that five years old, even 10 years old right now. They've, they've all been growing up to it. And we've, we've just shoved like iPads and iPods and iPhones into their faces. And then we don't, we don't spread awareness. I don't think as much to limit our use or to just look at some of the consequences, positive and negative, by the way. Like, I think everybody looks at social media and the internet or a lot of people do in a negative connotation because there are a lot of negative things but there are a lot of good things that come out of the internet and i think that shouldn't be overshadowed either yeah i mean communication is a really good positive you can talk to anyone now over the phone texting snapping calling if you want to talk to someone quick or you need to let them know something's happening like hey i'm on my way okay just letting someone know five minutes in advance about something happening that is a luxury that you usually didn't get back in the day on the go like when you get out of your car you can send something quick or you're walking and you let you someone know You can talk to a up. watch now and it'll send a message just like that. Yeah, it's it's really insane to think about how fast it's grown in the last 30 years. But I don't know, personally myself, I guess, I enjoy the communication aspect the most. And I don't really find too much of a downside to that other than just becoming... There's fake relationships. I, but like if you can if you can own it in and like, you know, like uh, cultivate meaningful relationships and actually go out and hang out with people and not just be consumed by your phone like it's fine you know it's a i think it's a good way to communicate every single time that we go to get lunch or something or we're out with a bunch of the guys and we're getting something to eat Mm -hmm. i always find that a bunch of people start going on their phone and i 
personally have like tried to work on just not going on my phone sometimes what i do yeah to go off of that what i do is i just put mine down and everybody else goes on their phone and i just decide to look up and look at all of them and look at everybody else surrounding the tables and look at everybody on their phone <laughs> it's kind yeah. of insane and you're it's like, like Holy. we're all together we're all connected to each other but, we're but we're, all we haven't been disconnected in it yeah you just got to use it as a tool don't let it control you i guess yeah. I, I am a personal offender of letting it control me a lot of the time. I go on my phones way too much, but, you know, I'm just understanding it and knowing to not let it get there. So if you yell like a little girl, I'll know that the phone's controlling you and grab me and try to choke <laughs> you. Adam, help me. The phone's got me. <laughs> Starts dragging me away. There's like nail it's, marks it's like on the Snapchat door. Snapchat on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling me away behind the door. No. Yeah. <sighs> like every horror movie. Yeah. That's another thing with movies, the technology. Like, look at the, like, all the stuff that we can create. That's why I think imagination and stuff actually can grow. Like, you can portray things that you just couldn't before. If you look at um, the technological advancements of CGI, did you ever watch Avengers Endgame? No. Or Infinity War? Did you watch any of those movies? I don't watch those movies. I, I don't, like, it's not necessarily you need to watch this movie. It's so good. I, For I those out there like that have seen it. But, but just know that you're not alone if you haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but to get to the point, I suppose, is if you watch the final fight scenes of all these movies, it is 100% CGI, and it looks like real life now. Like, it looks like people running around. It's 100% CGI with just the heads of the actors cut out and put onto the bodies, and everything else is CGI. And it looks... I mean, it looks phenomenal. Like, you can't tell that someone's not really there. Like, it looks like they green screened them, but really their whole entire body CG. Think about 30 years ago that doing that. Yeah. Unfathomable about the technology growth in filmmaking and stuff like that. How about, like, Snapchat filters, too? Like, that's just a small-scale, like, funny example of, like, the things you can do with your camera and, like, different effects. Did you see the Snapchat filter of... It was a Chance the Rapper one. It was, like, Ralph Lauren or Ralph Polo... Um, concert he was doing when was this i think it was about two months ago from okay. when we're recording so he was right getting now. roasted i'm assuming it was on snapchat like it was okay. a filter i don't know i didn't look to see if he was getting roasted i'm sure he time. was he probably was it was really cool because you didn't need a virtual reality goggle or anything which i think you could have used for this in the instance wherever you were at when you swiped the filter it would build a virtual reality set around you that you had to walk through like walk your phone forward like five feet to go inside of this building and it had like a bunch of different things on the walls and you could walk around an empty room and start finding little details in the room just think about that that's a snapchat filter on a relatively new communication device where they're starting to put virtual reality like augmented reality into a snap filter that millions of people use per day it's unheard of that is insane actually have speaking of vr I was at work yesterday and somebody put on a set of them and they took them off and they were like, it almost feels like I'm in a different reality. It's, it's weird that you can actually go into another world to the point to where it's so real. Like, I don't even, it feels so real Once again, go that... back 20 years ago to the dial up and look how we've, it's evolved since then, how we've evolved since then. I mean, you go from having to dial up the internet to get connected to Oh, put this little headset on that I can carry around where you feel like you're in a different dimension. Yeah. What? You I know mean... what? I think it'll get even... It always seems to get smaller. Eventually, it'll be contacts. Eventually, you'll be able to put in contacts. That'll play the... I guarantee it. It'll happen. 
They kind of did that with Google Glasses, and then it just, I don't know where those went. Those are gone now. It's, did you ever hear about those? The I, I did, but I, I don't, yeah, like you said, not much came out of those, but. Yeah, they must have shut down that division or something. But anyways, yeah, I, for one, am kind of excited to see where that stuff goes, though, like virtual reality. I feel like there's so many negative consequences that are going to happen from that, though. There's just going to be, like, whether it wrecks people's visions, gives people, like, seizures, stuff like that. I don't know. I think that, like, small stuff like that, and also, like, what's real and what's not real almost gives you a perspective on that. I think there's a certain level where you don't want to make it too realistic. Because... It's going to happen, though, because everybody pushes the limits of everything, I think. Have you seen the movie Ready Player One? I'm going to reference another movie and then I'm going to stop because in case you haven't seen it, I'll ruin it for you. But have you seen that movie? No. It's a movie. and It was based off a book. Spoiler and, alert? Eh, not really. Okay. And, you know, in this movie, everyone lives in this thing called the Oasis where it's a virtual reality universe. And it, I mean, the CGI in the movie, again, for technology looks amazing. But in the movie, they all have headsets on and like suits where when you grab something in the game or like their virtual reality world, it feels like you're grabbing something because the suit stops. So it everything feels like a haptic. Like it's a real thing now. They actually made those in real life. And it looks like real life. Like you can simulate real life flawlessly with these goggles and people live in there. They don't work real jobs. They work jobs inside of this. They like, you know, kill each other in games and they go flying around and stuff to do work and you know loot in this game but so it's live your own life i mean that's insane that's, but see that's what actually is like in the first five minutes they go you can be anyone anything as big as you want as small as because like there's big you know characters and the like cartoon characters they can become or like a rock star or a rock star yeah. or anything you can be i think batman was one of the jokes so like you can be batman in this whatever but it is a lot more freedom but you lose touch of like who you are as a person which that's is what a little, i think, which think is the a, internet does that like overall yeah, I think a little bit. You kind of lose yourself to what you want to be versus who you actually are. Well, and there's you, nothing wrong with yeah. shaping. Like, I myself, I guess, like, I know who I am. And I want, everyone grows to be better. Like, you want to, you know. Who are you? You can't <laughs> handle the truth. <laughs> you know, you strive to do things better in your life. But you don't ever feel like your detachment from who I am and who I want to be are, like, so far off that I can't achieve what I want. Ugh, I hate to say it, but I just feel like there's a lot of that going around, unfortunately. I think yeah. there is, because social media creates like a, a you're, just think of all the people that, that post, and they're different people from real life. This is gonna be the episode where we just crap all over the internet for like an hour straight, but no. I've already like prefaced though that there's I know, a lot of I'm good just, things, and we're eventually like, yeah. I eventually intend to talk about a lot of those. Or, like, it'll be interesting for us to discuss those. But for right now, I just think how much we've evolved. And I just, like, I look at a lot of things that have affected our society and the way we are. Again, it's all gaining perspective. It really is. I, for one, feel like everyone maybe relies on their internet and their phone a little bit too much. But just... It's not, like, so excessive that I'm like, phones are ruining the world. No, no. no. But I just, you know, it's little things where when you're trying to talk to someone and they don't understand you because they're on their phone, I'm a big offender of that. You'll say something to me and I look up and go, what was that? Just little stuff that I do that I know just annoys you to no end. You yes. hate repeating yourself. This you're is like, true. You know, I'll, I'll be on my phone and we'll be playing a game or something on the internet. It's like, not that I have to repeat myself. It's that you flat out just, like, we're blocking it out. And I'm yeah. just like, really? Like, like a tunnel vision. Like, we'll be playing, you know black ops or the new cod or whatever and 
I'll be looking at my phone in between games, and you'll say something. I hear you talking, but I have no idea what you're saying. I'm aware. And I can then, usually tell because there's a total there's no silence response. on the other end. <laughs> and I look, I look back up, and I'm like, "What was that?" And you're like, "Oh, I, why?" Or I'll why? just ignore. Like, yeah, and you're like, you. "You don't get to hear it now." Yeah. And I'm like, "No, tell me." And you're like, "I'm not telling you because you don't care if you're not listening." Which <laughs> it's true. Though. It is true though. Like if I really would have cared in that moment, like expect you to say something. I would have. It also probably means what I was saying wasn't too important either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? It's not important. It it's okay. Not... I'm fine. You know, speaking back and forth without actually having a conversation. Yeah. That's, it's funny because when we were driving to Nicaragua after I graduated high school a couple of years ago, it was weird because I was disconnected. No phone once we crossed into Mexico. And I just feel like, like you said, it's almost excessive. We rely on it too much. Does It just feels too excessive because when I was away for a while, it felt freeing. It was actually freeing in a way. <laughs> and I think that's what drives people back to going to out in the country or going out into like a different atmosphere. It's out of your comfort zone. It's just the without, you feel vulnerable without your phone, which I'm a big offender of. If I don't have my phone and I go out for like a jog, which I rarely ever do. Like, <laughs> if you know, if you guys know me, I rarely ever will put my phone away and go out for a long jog. I don't think jog. I've ever heard Steinhauer say that he's going. <laughs> at most, at most, I'll put it down, go run a mile and come back. And I'm like, that's it. I'm done for the year. I'm done running. I'm, <laughs> you punched I'm, in for the year. You know, if I'm not being, if I'm not being told to run, I'm, I'm not the runner type. But when you go running for a little bit or out for a walk, you do feel a little vulnerable. Like if something were to happen, you don't have your phone there to contact somebody for help. That's true. Or but you you're get... still in the city. When I was in the hills, no, of course. it was just like, and that's where I'm, wow. And that's what I'm saying. Like if I feel that way when I'm out walking, like not that someone's going to take me or something. I don't think anyone could carry me if I was knocked out. I'm too heavy for them. But, you know, you just feel like if something happens, you're not going to be much help in that situation. And to think that, we live in a pretty suburban urban area where there's always someone within a hundred feet of you if you're walking and that's how you feel. I can't imagine the feeling people would have in a like a setting like Nicaragua, which I'm looking forward to actually doing that, like being in a setting like that where you don't have your phone and there's no one to help you within like a certain amount of time. It makes everything feel so real. It's like, wow, like life and death, like consequences. Hey, like, there's, yeah, like, there is consequences to what you do, mm -hmm. which I think, I think that's kind of lost on people nowadays. They feel like they can do stuff without too many consequences in well, it's real like life. We don't feel stuff like when you see somebody die online or you watch a video. It I, just doesn't. Feel, we just talked about this yesterday, which is funny because yeah, everything is so numb to you because the internet. There's so many weird like people are trying to be edgy on the internet, especially our age group. There's those kids that are trying to be like really edgy and hard. There's and, like older trolls though. There really is. Oh, there is too. Yeah. But and they post videos that like look innocent at first. But then something like happens that's horrible and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just saw that. And then you go on to something else and the next time you see it, you're a little bit more numb to it. Mm -hmm. And it keeps happening over Boiling and over. Boiling frog, perhaps. Perhaps. And then by the time now when something horrible happens in real life, you're numb to it. Something happens like that's not necessarily personally connected to you. But you see something horrible happen. I think sometimes when you see it in person, though, that changes you. It actually is different than... It is. It. I would say it is, but there's a definitely a point where hearing about it, I would say now though, I don't think me and you are that surprised if we heard something horrible happened. It wouldn't shock us as much unless we saw it. You know what's funny is there's actually a song by Childish Gambino called World Star, and it talks about like you're filming people 
and at the end of the song he says like we all like don't want to be a world star but we want to be on world stars so, like we want to post and have our post on world star but we don't want to be the person who was getting punched yeah where no one helps you they're just shoving you out there and going here it's let like, me record you everybody wants to consume the content but nobody wants to be like the bad content like the content that everybody's laughing at yeah which is you know an interesting concept Nowadays, people will do some insane stuff to get internet clout. Anything for the clout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people will post the most outlandish stuff and that they know is embarrassing to themselves because they know people will eat it up. Like, Barstool is the biggest offender of just posting stuff that, you know, people can tell that the person's trying to act a certain way, you know, but it doesn't matter because they're doing it something goofy or stupid on purpose because well, they know it's worth so it. everything's so censored now and everybody just like likes to get away from that sometimes. You know, that's why Barstool is just like Damn. everybody can like take their break from it and like have a joke about a sports game or like anything, yeah. like even, yeah, an election, like whatever. Exactly. Kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Make it more of like Comic a... Comic relief. Yeah, a more relaxed setting. Yeah. More like for the, for the boys, really. <laughs> you know, for the girl, for the boys. But... Yeah, I mean, even looking at Barstool, the amount of growth they've had recently can be attributed to the internet as well growing, like Twitter. Well, our, this product is a result of the internet, so yeah, the, the dial-up and the dial -up we are the result of the dial-up. You know, 30-so years later, we're here. That's an interesting idea to think that everyone listening to this, if anyone is, is a product of that as well. The day after, from right now, me and you are going to be on our phones. 10, you know, who knows, a half hour from now. Yeah. Gonna check our phones. Everything is just going to keep growing and it's not going to stop because someone recognizes it. Which is why I think, personally, I'm not too, I don't want to be afraid of what's to come. Just enjoy it and just, you know, make the most out of it without letting it kind of consume myself, I guess. Well, I think it's interesting because I was given advice from my old high school basketball coach, uh, AP Adam Polchewski. We plan to have him on. <laughs> but he you know, he said to write down something at the end of the day or write the journal. Um and it's interesting because I was told that beforehand already when I when we drove to Nicaragua, somebody told me, "Hey, write something down from the end of the day, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be awe-inspiring. It could be something as simple as like I ate whatever, like, you know, like whatever the meal may be or whatever. Something significant that stood out to you though." And I think that just helps record and like soak things in better because you're able to reflect on your day. Just simple. How many times our mind just rushes, but do we ever just like really like sit down and reflect and not get nervous or like, I don't know. It's just something that, and then we have our phones and then, well, I don't want to think about that. Boom. Or it, that's just subconscious. You go to Instagram or something to take your mind off of those thoughts. A little bit of a distraction from what you yeah. want to be maybe do or do not want to be thinking about you just go on your phone and you kind of start fresh and whatever's on your phone get the dopamine yeah but just like everything though in moderation everything you know is okay the problem is it's just so difficult to control the moderate it's almost like we all have an addictive personality and there's like you know like an alcoholic there's like alcohol in front of us and it's like hey you can only have a shot of this keep it in moderation but it's like crazy addictive. So it's just, or like you're an alcoholic. So you know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. You have to, once you start, it's really tough to stop. It's an addiction really. But it's all about just, you know, we've been talking about it, just moderating. Be it. mindful. And how many times are you, have you ever like walked down a hallway or you're going somewhere and someone is like about to pass you and you don't know who they are. It's just a random stranger. 
And instead of like looking at them and like saying hi or like kind of, you know, give them that head nod with a little bit of a half smile, mm-hmm. just pull your phone out and look at it as you're passing them and then put it back in your pocket to like show them like, like I see that a lot. Like people will be I think walking. people just do that subconsciously because that's so awkward. It's just like, I just, you do it. You don't like directly think like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person. It's just like oh. you just do it and it, it is like what you're thinking, but it's not directly just rolling through your mind. I don't know. People just do it. It Maybe just it, happens. I don't know. Like I guess myself when I'm doing it. I look like I've thought about this because I, I used to do it a lot. And now I'm like, why did I do that? When you're walking by yourself and you're not talking to anyone, but other people are walking in like a group talking, you almost feel like you're not talking to anyone. So you want to go on your phone to like see something and engage with to feel like you're talking to someone or like being a part of something while you're going somewhere, which I think is like kind of a nice. That's a nice part about the Internet, I would say, like as long as. You know, you don't use that as your only form of talking to people. Well, it's nice because there's information out there, too. Like, there's just, you can find out, and that's not directly with what you're saying, but it's just, like, all the information as in a positive. Like, you can find out stuff and do research and do everything online. And we're seeing now what's real and what's fake. Speaking of that, fake news, that's really been big with, like, the technology and information. It's so hard to decipher. Not only just fake news, but narratives that, you know, News Everybody, corporations might be making or tailoring. Not even just corporations, but there are a lot of people and a lot of things that have an angle that they're trying to accomplish. Like Everyone's always trying to push everyone's an, got angle. an angle. Everyone's got an angle. And you got to be able to decipher that, I think, for yourself. I I mean, I don't know. What just, do we feel about Cars Sheet? And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in uh, what was that English class you have? You had to fill out that work cited to check credibility but it's like that doesn't mm. check whether it's a narrative that just checks like is who this posted? published it and if they're and now credible. we're finding those credible sources quote unquote aren't even always credible they're just like narrative pushers well whether it's right left whether it's for whatever you're supporting like it doesn't have to be just politics it can be sports teams <laughs> yeah i mean it really yeah i mean it's something like not everything you know what i mean it's all together though yeah there's not much just raw data or facts out there anymore like no. it's always kind everything's of everything's broken down to yeah. the angle that they want yeah yeah you know it's like that one picture where it's like there's always a different perspective where it looks like someone's being stabbed with a knife like they're like ah but then behind it shows like the shadow of the guy's running for his life that looked like a knife <laughs> and it's really the guy's like trying to stab him instead like it's reversed and it's a dumb me like a dumb little picture meme thing but it's kind of how it is like you got to be careful at like, what you're looking at online with so much info everywhere that's a good and a bad thing. I'm I kind of like going on Twitter. Like, if, I love if I hear information, you don't have to go to the library to go figure out information. You can just immediately go like to your phone. Yeah, I I do that at least ten times a day. I wonder one small thing instead of thinking about it and figuring it out myself. Now, and that's you can a just you can just go on your phone and figure it out, like how to spell a word. I don't. It might be a word I've spelled a million times, but I'm thinking about the word. I'm like, is that right? Okay, well, I say the word to Siri. Maybe that's not a problem. She but plays what's the problem loud. is like not being able to use our own like problem solving and like because we just look things up when we can't figure it out, you know. Do you think in a school setting it's necessary for kids to retain information, or do you think they should be able to use their phones to find like information that isn't really important to know that schools think it is? Like, do you think they should be able to search up something? I mean, it, it it's very depends on the content, but. I think you need to have a base understanding of how things work in order to use your problem-solving skills. So you have to learn stuff, but it's like what's important and what's really 
what I leads to critical thinking yeah, is I, what's important. I would agree with that. I like the classes more where you use the info you have, and they give you info, per se, or they will, but they might not, who knows. But you have to critically think about what you know or what you're given without having to recite like 300 different facts you're probably never going to use again, but rather how to um, use that content you're given in a small amount over a period of time. It's more so about the critical thinking and knowing how to take information, especially on the internet. If you get so much information or you want to know something, be able to use it and use the information for yourself rather than just kind of spout stuff off uselessly, which I think is a lot of stuff you see on Instagram, like statistically speaking, this and this. It's like, okay, but why? No one really asks why anymore about stuff. It's true. They just see something and they're we like... We take it at face value. And that's not always what's right. Or there's usually more to a lot of things in this world. Yeah, everything... everything music, there's, it's not black and white. There's gray area. Music, so much gray books, area. politics, anything. Anything you can imagine. With that note, I think that is a good end to today's episode, though. I'm excited for the future, and I hope you guys keep tuning in to us. Once again, check us out on social media at BA Panorama Pod. We also are selling shirts. You should check those out on our social media pages. <laughs> if you're interested, just PM us or DM us, personally message, direct message, whatever you'd prefer. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying what yes, those. Yes, well, you know what's funny is like a year ago, I remember my mom put PM and I was like, you know it's DM, right? She goes, that's being personally message. I was like, oh, see small stuff. See uh, small stuff like that nowadays that the internet has caused. This is true. Anyways, have a great one. Be great. See you next time.